goes up, I think, on the 30th or of this month. And the location, I believe, the first one, 95, traveling west, coming into Marion from 98. I mean, if you're coming, you know, say if you're coming from Mount Gilead, coming into town, um, you know, Menards is going to be on your right and all that. The billboards before you get there, right before Trinity, Timothy Lutheran Church, uh, that billboard right there, one of those is going to have our, our, our stuff on it. So that's going to start here for the next three months, and we're going to believe God's going to let the right people see that, and people, whether they come here, whether they go somewhere, they're going to get everything, they're going to get something from God, and get what uh, they need to have from him, so uh, we're excited, uh, I, you know, I was going to start this series next week, and I felt the Lord just saying, you need to get going on it now, and because the, the beauty of, of living for the kingdom, rather than just say, hey, we're going to start this next week, um, you know, I, I, I do my best to never phone in a message, if that makes any sense, so I'm like, all right, God, let's do this. Because when you find out that this works, people are going to go, how did that happen? And you're going to start sharing the kingdom with them. And that is going to be like, we need to know how that works. And I need to find and get closer to God. And, and so the list just goes on. So I want to welcome you. This is Kingdom Living Week 1. We're going to see if we can get through this today. If we can't, we'll finish it next week. But we'll try to get through this today. I actually have seven points for you today. The Magnificent Seven. And I'm going to be Yul Brenner, all right, for this, for your next uh, 25, 30 minutes. In the natural realm, we have things that are fixed. They don't change. We know that, you know, things that are the way they are, and that's how that is in the natural. You can see things in the natural and go, yep, that's, you run into a tree, boy, boy, that's going to hurt. Yep, that's not going to work real well. Um, you know, things that are just natural, you know, that's how that is. We have laws of gravity, laws of electricity, physics. They can figure expansion with heat. They figured out how to do that and how to transfer this. Different types of heat. All different kinds of things. How uh, they know how to build metals. They know, you know, that temperatures that certain things, you know, they don't last or they can bend if they're so hot or they can do this. But they're in the natural realm and those things are fixed. They, they don't change. That's just how they are. In the spiritual realm, it is the same way. And the more that I found out about this, if we can connect the dots and start figuring out, I never thought of it that way before, then it is going to change your life. I heard something just uh, recently that said this, you know, faith, we understand that faith is a currency in heaven and, and we under, faith moves God. It's impossible to please him without faith. We all know that. But let me just say, God doesn't have, if God is perfect, he really doesn't have to move anywhere to get more perfect, does he? So you, you can't get better than God. So faith, literally, if we want to look at this and, and pull this out, faith is more for us to get ourselves in position for what God has already done. Did you hear that? Faith is going to get you in position to receive what God has already done so that now that you can get what he has already got for you so that you can continue to do what he's already called you to do. Say amen to that. All right. I don't have to beg gravity to do what it does. Oh, gravity, please, let, if I throw this up, let it fall. Gravity just does what it does because it's a law. It, it cannot change. I can discover the law. I can figure out gravity, but I can't change gravity. Red, how do you know that? My mother's with us today. I don't exactly remember how old I was. And if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you. Somebody would probably say he was 23, but I was not. <laughs> I'm not sure how old. I'm going to say 10. But my favorite superhero was Superman. I like Superman and Spider-Man. Those two were, I like those. And Batman was kind of pulling in third. Like the Hulk. Kind of like Thor a little bit. But Superman, man, I like Superman. 
And I believed that if Superman could fly, so could this boy. So I said to myself, self, I'm going to fly. And I went further to say, you cannot fly without a cape. Everybody knows that. So I got a towel, put the towel on. We had 15 steps at our house on 253 4th Street. 15 steps. And I got there and I had convinced myself if I believed hard enough and didn't doubt in my mind. Now listen to me. You got to understand this. If I didn't, if I believed I could fly, I was going to be able to fly. And here's what I was so resolved in flying that I knew that when I dove off this 15th step down, that at the bottom of the step was the wall and a mirror. And if I went to the right was the kitchen. And I didn't want to go to the right because if I went to the kitchen, I'd have to pull up. Flying, you don't have to pull up. If I went to the left, I opened the door, I could fly through the dining room, out the front door, go around the house, talk to my, you know, hey kids, how you doing, you know. And you're like, you are a nut. Yes, welcome to the nut house. And so, so I, I got up my courage and, and made my dive. It was about the fourth or fifth step that I realized gravity works every time. And I fell all the way down the steps, messed up my chin a little bit. And you're saying, well, what are you telling me that story for? The reason I'm telling that story is this. Laws do not change. You can say all you want. Now, there's power in saying, but saying won't change a law. Did you hear that? I can fly doesn't mean I can fly if that law is set because I can't change that law. I have to supersede that law. We're going to talk to you about that. When Jesus was saying in Matthew, he said, seek first the kingdom. He was saying not only to put God first, but to understand the laws of the kingdom. Turn to your neighbor and say, understand. He's going to demonstrate the laws of an invisible kingdom for his disciples. And I'm here, and you, you, there's so many believers that live below where I think God wants them to live because they, it's not that they're bad people at all. It's not that they don't have faith, but they don't connect this. They don't understand the principles of the kingdom. If they did, it would change. They would change how they are. They would change, I mean, because the law is a principle, and a principle is a foundation of a supporting system. It's based on predictable circumstances of an act. The law works the same every time. It's predictable. It has a predictable outcome. It's important that, you know, you might be saying, well, because what we do and what we've been kind of taught in the Christian world is that it's just kind of ooh spooky. Everything is, you know, we, you know, we just don't know, and it's all this. That's really not how it is. There are laws that govern the natural world. There are laws that govern the kingdom world. And, and those laws do not change. Law of gravity works the same every time. Every time. Unless you do something to supersede the law. Sometimes I preach, sometimes I teach. Preaching is designed to bring inspiration. You, you know, some, I'll do both, but preaching is, you know, one of those that, ooh, yes, you know, and, and uh, people will be like, yeah, 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 kind of whatever. It's going to rouse you up a little bit. Teaching is designed to bring understanding. So that's kind of why we mix a little bit of both in there. If I can inspire you and then I can get you to understand why you've been inspired, then I'm doing my job. I want you to understand. I want you to learn. See, the law of lift overcomes the law of gravity. 
So a plane made of metal that weighs a whole bunch of weight can fly, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but it's that law that supersedes the other law. And see, what happens is if we don't understand it, we get scared of it because we don't know about it. So if it's, we would almost rather just be like, no, I don't want to know about it. I don't get it. If we understood it and we understood airflow and that law of lift and how it has to move at a certain speed and it goes underneath those wings and goes, they, they, all those dynamics play in. It doesn't matter. The plane's going to fly because the law of lift will take over. Are you getting that? It doesn't matter if it's a 747. It doesn't matter if it's a little Piper jet, a little Piper plane, a one engine, you know, it doesn't matter. That same law applies if the speed is right and it is designed right and that law of lift and those and the air, how it travels. So here comes Jesus. He's preaching on the shore. He's talking about increase. The people are wanting him to speak. So he asked Peter to to use his boat. You've heard me tell this story, but I'm just kind of going to go over it quickly again. Peter's been fishing for how long? If you remember the story. All night. Been fishing all night. And Peter says, okay, Jesus, you can use my boat. And we've talked about how when Jesus gets in the boat, it changes kingdoms, his business becomes his. And, and we've talked about that. That's really not my point today. That is true and that is valid, but I want to share something a little bit more than that. So Jesus starts teaching Turn to your neighbor and say teaching. Now remember, he's, he's wanting them to understand something. He's teaching them. He's trying to show them something. So he starts teaching. He turns to Peter and he says, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And Peter, what does he do? This is what we do. He does the same thing. Peter begins to tell Jesus why that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Guys, if you're here and your wife has ever tried to tell you how to do something different, you're going to do the same thing. That's not going to work. When it comes to directions, <laughs> that's not going to work. So Peter starts telling Jesus, okay, you know what, Jesus, this is what I do. This is what he's thinking. I am a fisherman by trade. I fish all the time. I fish here all the time. It's the wrong time of day. The best time to fish, we just passed through that. We didn't catch anything. There are no fish here. So he wants to tell Jesus that you just, you know, here's the excuses. But then he says, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let the nets down. And so he launched out and they caught that net breaking, boat sinking load of fish so much that he had to get his partners, James and John, they had to get their boats over and they started sinking. Now, this is what I want you to understand. It hits Peter and he's shocked and amazed at the catch. Why wasn't Jesus shocked and amazed? I never thought of that. Peter's like, OMG. Look at that, it's amazing. We fish all night. Jesus said, But Jesus, there's no record of Jesus being like, Oh my goodness, look at that. Look at that. Oh, Dad. Jesus doesn't do anything. Listen, here's why I'm trying to tell you because the law is predictable, it works the same every time. It doesn't matter who works it, if you meet the biblical requirements, it will do the same for you as it did for Peter, as it did for Jesus. I had to catch that because we just think it just happened back then. It can't happen today. But Hebrews says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it for Peter, he'll do it for you. Think about just in these last several thousand years. or We developed fire, source of heat. 
different types of heat. Horses were transportation, then automobile, trains, airplanes. The laws for those were still there. For thousands of years, they were there. People didn't know about them. They walked behind horses and plow their fields. Nobody had heard of John Deere. They had to labor. They had to struggle and do without because we did not know the laws. Somebody had to discover those laws. They were hidden for them. Jesus said, Mark 4, things that are hidden are meant to be unveiled and discovered by us, the church. God has things he wants you to uncover and you to discover in the laws of the kingdom to give the Father glory, to give God glory. He wants you to... So when people say, how did that happen? We just... You know what a sign is? A sign just points to something greater than you. We just point up. <laughs> How'd that happen? Brett, how'd that... God, God did that. They've been hidden for a reason. Romans says we can call things that are not as though they are. Why is that? Things are not always as they seem, not always as you physically see them. And see, the enemy is aware of that, so deception is big in his arsenal. It's one of his greatest tools. The Bible says Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. He does things so that evil men can't find them, so he tells the people that are his where that is lost something and then the lord given you a vision of where it is and you went right there and found it you could see it i mean there's times he's given me a vivid picture of it's right there i can see where it's at i can see the stuff on the shelf and i found whatever i was looking for why is that because again it's keys in the kingdom there there are principles as we follow with god that are just downloaded and you can use those keys to do what you need to do let me ask you this question you know he told peter jesus and him had taxes to pay Go fishing, first fish you catch, pull the gold, gold coin out of its mouth. Now, I, I've been fishing for years. My dad's here. He fished. I don't know anybody that's ever found a gold coin in, besides Peter. And I don't know no Peter. Why the first fish? Why couldn't it have been, you know, go fishing? I mean, now let's, let me just, I want you to catch what God is doing. Because if Peter looks at the first fish, catches it, what would happen if it was not the first fish and say it was the hundred fish? Who's going to see that? The enemy's going to see that. God's going to give you some things that's going to reveal to you, and you're going to have to be able to hear his voice and go, okay. But he, you know, before he even has a chance to disarm this whole finding a coin in the fish's mouth, because Peter would always say what he thought. Uh, you know, this not recorded probably the conversation right. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, the first fish, there it is, boom. And, and you know, you can go through the whole thing. Peter would probably be shocked at that. Would Jesus be shocked? No, because it's a kingdom law. It's a kingdom principle. So here comes our first point. Are you ready? We're going to try to get through this. And again, I'm going to look at the time. And if I can't get through it all, we'll finish it next week. Here's our first point. If you can't believe it, you can't receive it. If you can't believe it, you can't receive it. You, and when God's going to give you something, or maybe there's something you're believing for, it might be way past your limits. As a matter of fact, probably is. Because if it just takes you, it's probably not a God idea. 
But if it's bigger than that, you're going to have to believe it. Lord, I don't know how that's going to happen. But if that's what you want to happen, I'm going to do that. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll throw the net down. I don't know. I've been doing this all night. God, I haven't seen this happen yet. Come on, somebody. He's got something for you. If you'll listen to him and then just do it. If you can believe it, you can receive it. Well, I, I just don't know, Brett. I can't see it. Listen to me. It's not what you can see with your eyes. There are people who say the words but don't believe the words. I do believe in spooks. I do it, do it, do it, do it, do. You remember the cowardly lie? You can state whatever you want, but I mean, you've got to have a belief system. When Jesus corrected people, what did he say to them? He said he couldn't heal because of their what? Unbelief. The demon didn't leave the boy because of your unbelief. The storm didn't stop because of your unbelief. The enemy of your life is unbelief. It is your belief system. The Bible says in James that a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing. Double-minded is unbelief. The kingdom we've been raised in, we can see. We can see around. We can see Obamacare. We can see all kinds of stuff. Or Obama doesn't care. Whatever. The kingdom of God, we walk in the unseen. We, we are going past our natural senses. We're saying, all right, God, show me the things. Because here's what this is. It's not going to be something that just anybody can do because you can't do this without God. It's his kingdom. It's his rule. But the kingdom laws don't change. It is up to us to do what the law says and then find out the benefits of that law. The invisible kingdom is the real kingdom. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. See, a lot of us don't believe there are definitive laws in God's kingdom. We are just under the, we've been raised, and the enemy wants you to believe that, that God just chooses every day what he's going to do. They're just waiting on God. Well, why hasn't God done this yet? I gave my tithe, so I'm waiting for my answer. Here's point number two. It's written. The truth of this is God is really waiting on us. The word of God says that you not only have the right to know the will of God, but as a son and daughter of God, you're, you're going to know it. He can show it to you. You can expect that will. You can know who you're supposed to marry. You'll know if you have a peace that passes understanding. You, you'll know because God will put that in there. And you'll know because you're going to hear him. First John five fourteen and 15, we talked a little bit about last week. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. The Bible says that he hears us. I told you a little bit last week. And it, basically, it means he's going to take the case. Not just hears with your physical ear like you're thinking, but spiritually he hears what you're saying and he's going to take the case. Justice will be done. You'll have those things that you ask for. It doesn't say maybe. It says you will. So again, what does your belief system say? The kingdom produces 100% of the time every time. And if it doesn't, somebody didn't turn the switch on. You know, if this building is wired for electricity and there's switches back in the corner, I can sit back here and go, oh God, light! Let the light! Let there be light! 
How come the lights aren't working? Oh, I don't know. It just must be God's will that we just don't have light today. Then Ron Clayton goes back and goes, uh, Pastor, click. Wow, Ron, you're spiritual. You know what happened? He just turned the switch on. Okay, it's, it's already there. It's already wired. It's already ready to go. You just have to turn the switch on. It didn't come on. It had to, you know, you had to obey the law and turn the switch. Does that make sense? Maybe you're saying, well, this hasn't happened. Maybe you're asking amiss. Maybe you're asking for something completely out of his will. So, you know, you have to weigh those things. You know, sometimes, you know, this isn't, we don't, this isn't like uh, Santa Claus and we're making a list and he's going to check it twice. And, you know, I, this, this isn't how this works. This isn't name it and claim it and glab it and, I can't even say that. You know what I mean? Blab it and grab it. So what I'm saying is this is about saying, God, what do you want me to do with my life? What am I believing for? How can I, how can I do the things that will bring your glory into this? Isn't it true that we're supposed to get heaven down here and have some things on earth? And we're supposed to see where people go, what is that? You know, I heard a preacher say this, and it just blew me away because I hadn't thought of this either. When Paul and Silas were in the jail and they began to sing, everybody was free, Correct. I mean, everybody got free, and, and the guard, because everybody broke out, they're going to kill the guard. So he's going to fall on his sword because he didn't want to get killed. He's going to do it himself. And this is what they shout out, don't do it, we're all here. Look it up. And I never thought of that. Why are they all there? Now, these are people in prison, and you can't tell me every one of them was like Pollyanna or something. These are probably convicted killers, murderers, thieves, but guess what? Because God's presence was there, they don't want to go nowhere. If we could get God's presence in a place like this or in your homes, and we could tap into the kingdom, we would be amazed, and we shouldn't be, how the kingdom works. When you pray for somebody, I'm telling you, when we go down a prayer line and I'm praying for people, I don't wonder if they're going to get healed. As far as I'm concerned, it's done. I don't go home and go, I wonder if they got healed. As far as I'm concerned, you're healed. And we'll just see, I just believe, it, now my belief system is intact. What do you believe? The disciples were given authority to cast out demons, but they couldn't cast them, the, the one out of the way. And Jesus said what? He said, bring him to me. He talked about a perverse generation and so on. Bottom line is, Jesus then cast the demon out. What happens when something doesn't work the way we want it to work? We think we did it right, whatever. We make up our own doctrine. Gary told me that. He just said, this is what, you know, we were exchanging stories of what great things God had done. And he said, what happens is this. He said, the people, if this didn't happen, then we make up our own doctrine of why it didn't happen. And I get it, and I understand that. But my wife is, Gary calls himself a spiritual scientist, which he wants to know why. My wife likes that because she's got questions. So she wants to know if it's not working, why it's not working. So that's what Gary said. Then find out what, what happened. So we'll make up, you know, the disciples could be, well, it's not God's will that all demons come out. That's not what the word says. So, I mean, you know, you have authority and you can cast those guys out, so they have to come out. It must not be God's will that we all prosper. That's not what the word says. It must just be certain people. It's not what the word says. I have people that say, well, God will do it for you, but he won't do it for me. You don't even know me when I was bankrupt. I'm just saying, it's, 
It's not that way. He has no respecter of persons. Seek first the kingdom and all, and of God and all his righteousness. We have to discover the kingdom. Let me just say this. If I dropped you in China, and you don't know Chinese, we just dropped you in China, and we said, survive. Nobody around you speaks English. They only speak Chinese. Mugu Gai Pan is just somebody's trying to say Mr. Gleespan. <laughs> you don't know what to say. I mean, you've you got to communicate. Now you've got to fit in. Maybe we gave you weirdo clothes, you know, and, and they're not wearing those, so you want to try to fit in. You wanna, you're going to figure out how that works so that you can live. In the kingdom of God, we have to figure out, God, how do you want me to live? So this works. We're all on a journey exploring how great our our Father's house and how the kingdom is. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. And God is never, there's no end to him. Well, we'll just continue. He's He's amazing. But we can put our hands to it and speed the process of, of what happens in the kingdom as far as uh, things happening for us if we would just understand. We understand the principles and the laws. So we're going to talk about laws of faith and confession. We're going to find out how faith is released. We're going to give you a lot, and then I don't know how many weeks this is going to take, but we're going to give you a lot of stuff. Here's our third point today. Obey the law. Galatians 4, 1 through 7 says, Now... I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. If you believe the word, if you believe everything in the word is true, the Bible just called, if you accepted Christ as your savior, you are now an heir. Okay? So if you're an heir to the whole estate, how can lack dare to exist? Now, what I'm going to do as we're talking about this, some of you, are, you may get mad at me. I don't want you to get mad at me. But I'm not going to lose sleep if you get mad at me. I want you to know that I love you. But I mean, I, I had to be pushed and understand and, and, and taught. And I still got a lot to learn. <clears throat> so if there's some things that I'm, I'm not seeing, then I need to be asking God, how can I see some of these things? How can they happen? What am I not seeing? Where's the switch that I haven't? Can you show me? Where's the coin in that fish's mouth? Could you show me something that I'm, maybe I'm not doing, something that I need to do? The Bible says that he is able to call people to certain jobs or occupations, amen? Doesn't it say that God delights in the prosperity of his servants? Doesn't it say that he wants us to prosper and that it confirms uh, in his covenant? Doesn't he say that it is good pleasure to give us the kingdom? Doesn't it say that he takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field? How much more he'll take care of us. And they don't labor and he takes care of them. You don't have to labor either. Now listen to me. Everybody mistakes that and think, great, I don't have to work. Not talking about not working. 
but not in the sense of running after or chasing to survive. There's a whole difference. I'm telling you what, man. I didn't have to. Uh, let me just, I'm going to use Justin as an example. Justin uh, Yoder playing the keyboard. I don't have to go over there and go, Justin, play. Justin, play. You know, I mean, it's his passion. If you watch him play, he's worshiping while he's playing. You can watch any of the worship team up here. You can watch Jay. You can watch Hope. You can watch Furman. It's a passion. To them, it's not work. It's not labor. It's something that's in them. When God gives you some things, you're going to have to put your hand to it. But when you start doing things and seeing how the kingdom works, it's just fun. People have told me, Brett, you know what? You, you don't want to preach five services. Bet me buckwheat. I'll preach five if he wants me to preach five because I love to preach. So it's not, when I'm done, will you be tired? Probably, but I'll have a good time getting tired. Because it's a passion. You see, God wants you to, to fire the passion inside. See his kingdom work through you. I think most believers are frustrated because nothing's happening. They try it one week or they just say, didn't work for me. They don't understand the laws of the kingdom. If you didn't know electricity was available and all you had to do was get your lamp to work to plug it in, but you didn't know that, again, somebody's got to turn the switch on. If it's there and we don't know about it, wouldn't it be smart to... How many, how many men work with their hands and like tools? I mean, isn't it all about the tools? I mean, even like Jonathan, Jonathan loves horses. I love horses. Jonathan loves horses, but he's good at it, man. That's what, but it's about like having the right gear and knowing what to do and how to do it. I mean, you have the right stuff, whether horses or tools or whatever. And you can just be like, yes. And then there are people that were wanting to do the same thing, but we can't. Let me ask you this. If you don't have the right tool, you find one that'll work, don't you? When I grew up, we didn't have remote controls. I was the remote control with a pair of pliers. Or, you know, you need to hammer something. You don't have a hammer, but you got a screwdriver. Doesn't work so well. You know what I'm saying? We'll try to makeshift something, and then you got somebody comes along that has the right tool, and they do it in twice the speed. Anybody ever roofed a house? And you did it the old-fashioned way. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Then you got somebody that comes along and goes, boom, 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 boom. Just with one of those air-compressed nail drivers, it's just like 85 times faster. And you go, I want one of those. That's what I'm talking about. We can continue to do things in our own strength, or we can find the kingdom and get the compressor. A lot of that's kind of new to the church world, because we've been groomed in ways that we just accept things the way they are. Healing is part of the covenant. Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland, faith movement happened in this century, and they've been persecuted for that. Now that's changing a little bit. 70s, the charismatic renewal broke out. People spoke in tongues. Are you kidding me? That was of the devil, they said. Prosperity message came out and rubbed people the wrong way. Granted, it a lot of times was presented wrong. But revelation has been restored to the church. People have needs, and the Bible is the way to get your needs met. So we have to get into the Bible. We have to say, God, what's your kingdom say? How do we do that? You know, and it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a heart change. It's not just 
uh, like Brill Cream when I grew up, a little dabble, do you? You're going to have to, you have to get in and then start using and applying that. When tragedy strikes, people always pull this old doctrine out. I guess it's just God's will. Because if we don't understand it, it scares us. I have done this. I gave God a chance and he didn't do it. I'm not really happy with that. Sometimes I'm like, why did I do that? I don't think God needs a chance. He's already declared his will. I just think my belief needs a lift. Faith and confession dictate my life and your life and and how we receive. Here's number four. Faith is a law. You cannot violate it. It'll operate every single time. Fear is perverted faith. It's going to operate every single time. If you break a law, there's consequences. Law is not changing. It's the law. If you don't like gravity, you have to learn to fly. You have to use another law, the law of lift. Romans 3.27 says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, by the law of faith. Hebrews 11.6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith. It didn't say faith alone pleases God, but he needs faith. It is required. Why? And again, remember what I said at the beginning of this message. Because faith brings and receives his will into the earth. It gets us ready to receive. When we do what he says and we use his kingdom, we operate in his principles, it lines everything up and things start happening. That's what pleases God when his will gets done. I'm going to turn that off because if I keep going, it's 10.01 and I'll never get through for a long time. But listen. If we're going to understand this and we're going to say, okay, God, I... I I need this. When this is all done and said and done, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you things that the best of my ability of, of how I've received. I have people ask me how that happened, how that show up, and I'll tell them how it shows up. But everything is by faith. Everything is by faith. How did this happen? How did you get this? How did that? Why? Well, I just don't get that. Okay, and that's, that's okay. So we're going to get it so that you understand. This isn't about just getting stuff. It's not about stuff because my heart isn't about stuff. If you told me to give it away, I'd give it away. It's not about you know, like the last one with all the toys wins. It's about saying, God, I want to be a good steward of what you have. This is a lifestyle. This is a heart change. You have to understand it isn't about getting the spirit of getting. It's the spirit of God. I just want to give. I want to do what you want me to do. I want your glory to shine so it'll shine and your kingdom will be real because people in today's time, they need to figure out who they got to vote for. There's people that don't even understand what you believe or why, but like you because they see something, and I'll tell you what they see, and they can't figure it out. It's Jesus Christ. They see his anointing in there. They don't understand it, but something is drawing them, and something is saying, I don't know, there's something about... When everything happens, they don't get... Li- what Their life is different. They're not as upset as me. They seem to be casting that. You know, they don't get it. This is kingdom living. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Just means you have to say, you know what, this is going to be my heart. This is going to be my life. This is what I do. I heard the story, and, and I'll, I'll finish, and then we'll finish this next week. I heard the story of uh, Joel Osteen's dad. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to drop names. I'm just saying I, I, I like this story. 
because I think we can all relate to it. You ever prayed for something and it didn't happen right away? Anybody? And you wanted it to happen and you were really believing it was going to happen right then. He went to his dad went and he was going around ministering somewhere and he had all his sound equipment in his trunk. And his trunk, the key broke off or something. And he, couldn't get the, uh, he couldn't get the trunk key, couldn't get it open. We can't get it open. He couldn't have his. Nobody else had sound equipment. And he he tried. He tried. And they tried. They tried sticking stuff in the keyhole. They tried prying it. Nothing. Nothing. He laid hands on it in front of. Oh, oh God, you know, praying. Nothing. Nothing. And he went and tried it again. And, you know, and he was just like, Lord, I don't get, you know, and he didn't know what to do. And he said, God, I want to do this meeting. You told me to do these meetings. I want to do this. You're going to have to open that trunk. There's nothing I can do. And people started laughing at him. Sometimes I think God just wants to, you know, he wants to make this grand entrance of it. See how my kingdom works? So this is what John Osteen did. He just, he said, he he started walking away and said, okay, well, you tell me another plan, God, and I'll do it. He said, and then he heard these people are like, ha, 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 preacher man. Oh, your God's so big or whatever. And then they hear this click. And the report was the trunk just went up real slow like it was saying, Hallelujah. Nobody was by it or anything, and those guys were like. So he's like, "Let's go, boys! Unload the trunk! Let's go!" <laughs> what I'm telling you is, God is. You know, I talked last week about He's setting you up. If you'll help me, and you'll just be open to these principles that we're going to start sharing. What we're doing now, these kingdom principles, they're laws. They're predictable. If you pray and believe, and it's His will, it's done. Period. Done. When I go hunting. If I've prayed, I've sowed my seed, and my wife and I are in agreement, I don't wonder if the deer is coming. I just look for which direction he's coming. I got him on my wall. Every year that I went and done that, I got whatever I went for. I I have it, unless I was just a terrible shot and missed. And there have been those times. (laughs) And there's stories behind those. But what I'm saying is God did his part. God will do your part because he's no respect, or do his part. He's no respecter of persons. You got to do yours. So listen to me, we're going to go to seven points. You've got four of them. We'll probably re-go over some of those and then finish up the other three next week. I want you to take notes. I want you to bring something and take notes because each week we're going, to, we're going to pull back that onion, so to speak, give you something else. And, and I'm telling you right now, because this is what the Lord said, start right now because they're going to start using it and they're going to find out that my principles work. The laws do not change. And when you find that out, you start seeing things happen. It's just amazing. Things will just start happening. You know, and again, I want you to look at me, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. You can say, Brett, you're a nut. Well, what's new? And I probably shouldn't say that, right? Okay, because she's going to tell me that later. <laughs> I'm not a nut. I am of sound mind. But listen, Mal, I'm just going to tell you, Mal and Justin, we're going to get married. Great. When are you getting married? August. Okay, August. So Kim and I get together. All right, we're going to start. We're going to start saving money because August isn't that far. But we could do. We save money because we're not going to go in debt for this wedding. Okay, come back. <laughs> we moved the date up. Great. I mean, we were happy, but it kind of like in the natural. It. <laughs> we're like you got to help me with this so we didn't tell her of course if she listens to this she'll hear we didn't tell them 
no, 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 August is good. So Kim and I got, and this is, this is the principle, you need to hear this. I'm not just making this stuff up. I'm telling you, we walk this, we live this. My family knows this to be true. So you can ask any of them. This is what we did. What do we think this wedding is going to cost? What do you think that we, we're believing for? So we set our faith in agreement. We sowed a seed. We claimed that amount and said, God, this is what we're going to do. Can I tell you, we'll have this whole wedding. By the time it's, it's already happened, when anything is due, it'll be paid for debt-free. All that money came in. How did that happen? I'm, I'm showing you right now. We didn't get in panic. Matter of fact, we'd walk by each other in the house and just be like, hey, yes, look what just came in. And we'd be like, why? Because it's predictable. It's the kingdom. We put God on the case. He heard it and said justice will be served. You don't have to be in debt for that. I can take care of that. Now, we didn't say, hey, we're going to fly them in in jets and we're going to get Mickey Mouse and we're going to. No, we just, I mean, we just, okay, God. Now, listen, this is important because some people take that and that's how things get distorted. You got to say, God, how do you want me to do this? And so we prayed about where to have the venue. We prayed about what to do. We prayed about caterer, no caterer, and we had some fun with that. We prayed about all of those elements. You say, why? why? Because it's kingdom principle. And so when we did that, we gave that to the Lord. We, we'd start, and there'd be times where both of us would be like, ooh, ah. And, and she would tell me, and I'd tell her, we're not going to get in strife about this. We've already given that to God. We already believed. It's already coming. It doesn't matter. We just got another check in the mail just the other day. Just a refund check on something. Why? Because it's kingdom principle. We prayed it. It's already happening. Things are happening. It'll all be done, and we didn't have to go into debt at all. Purposefully telling you that, not because I want to say, look at me, look at me, I'm Ernest T., but I'm wanting to tell you this is how. (laughs) She's my mother figure. (laughs) But this is how it works. I mean, it's actually real-life stuff. So I'm, I'm just telling you from fruit. If it works for me, It'll work for you. And I, I'm, it, it is just an amazing. So I want you to take notes because you don't have to live in worry. You don't have to live in anxiety. You don't have to live in strife. You don't have to live in fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. It's just distorted. And that is the enemy's big tool. He's just going to try to mess you up with that. It's never going to happen. They're not this or this or that or that, blah, 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 blah. He talks a lot. Shut him up by being obedient. Follow the kingdom. Keep your belief system intact. Sow and believe, and I'll show you how to do that. And I'm telling you, you'll be like, oh, my word. My family's here right now, and they'll tell you stuff that will be, my dad will go, I, 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 you know. How did God do that? And I'd just be God. You, you, it's 1010. I know it's 1010. Can I, can I, I mean, I just, I want you to get this. Have you, have you seen my house? They told me that we couldn't have that. Well, I mean, basically, they told me I couldn't do what we're doing now. We started this church 10 years ago last February, left a full-time position, and went to this church, which we had very few people, six of them being my kids, like 17 people, and going to a full-time position, and they said it's impossible. We, We drove for six months, commuted, found that house. It's the most expensive house that we've ever owned. And the Lord, we went through it. 
I got the hand squeezed from her, and we prayed about it, and, we, and the Lord said, this is the house. You need to get this house. And we're like, now listen to me. This is, this is me being Peter. This isn't going to work. I mean, we were looking at this house. It's all good to look at a nice house, but I mean, do you see, I don't see anybody out here with grapes and leaves, and, you know, where are the servants of this place? And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just like, there's no way, God. I mean, do you, we just got, so I'm telling him all that stuff, and he's still... So we, we bought the house, and then people are like, there's no way you're going to get that house because the church is just getting started. To this day, I do not know how we got the house except for God. I just had to say, okay, I'm going to go for it. And then people say, well, get ready to be disappointed. Later, they're going, boy, these words taste good. But God just said, we just said, okay, God, I don't get it, but I'll get you. And he'll open that door, kingdom principle. And see, and then for 10 years now, We've lived in that house, and for the several the beginning years of this church, everything happened at that house. Harvest party, small groups, business meetings, everything happened at that house. God knew what he was doing. My question is, I, do you want to be part of that? I mean, I don't, I don't want to struggle through life where I'm worried about everything. I, I've been through enough stuff. Have you? I've been through stuff where, I mean, I want to be a good steward of stuff, but I mean, we, uh, we grew up, my dad had two jobs, my mom had a job, you know, my grandma helped raise me and my sister. We grew up with not having a whole lot of stuff because we were always working, trying to get by. And so sometimes today I want to be like, you're going to get a box for that? Because, you know, I don't want to throw that away. I might even be thinking that's not my food. Are you with me? can't do that i serve a god that can make manna appear every day if he wants i don't have to worry about that it's not even my box you know i have to step back and say god i'm not going to get into that i don't have to worry about that you'll take care of that if he showed me anything in this wedding he showed me that he can put anything together if we put our hand to it he can bring any finance in that we need for what we have agreed for if we put our hand to it and we believe him would you bow your heads today